Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about making dressage make sense. In this episode then we are going to be talking about the best ways and some tips and some tricks to help you learn your test. big part of dressage is about learning your test. When you know your test and you know what movements are coming up, then you have more time to prepare for the movement, which also means that that movement's going to be better. But it also means that you can be more accurate too. Now, I know a lot of riders that have callers all the time and then qualify for a championship and suddenly you're not allowed a caller anymore. But they haven't ever practiced learning a test. So being able to learn a test and practicing that skill is really important for when it comes to the stage where you're not allowed a caller in the first place. But learning a test can be really hard. Some people find it really easy and can just read through the test and know it straight away. And I must admit that I was not that type of person. And I've had to look for and find different ways to help me learn a test. Now I find it really easy. But I know lots of people and lots of my clients really struggle. So I thought I would share with you some ideas that you can try to help you learn your tests and make learning your tests a little bit easier too if you enjoy this episode then please do share it the best way to do that is on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think and which tip or which trick you found really helped you the most so the first thing i want to start off with talking about is the different ways people learn everyone learns in different ways and so what works for one person might not work for another and this makes learning tests really hard because there's not one way to learn them so you've got to kind of give all these methods that i talk about a go and find the one that really sticks and makes learning your tests easier 
you might even come up with a totally different version or a totally different method in which case please do share it you can tag us in a story on instagram or on a post on facebook and you can let us know whether there's a specific method that we talk about today that really worked for you or if there's a completely different method that we haven't talked about that you think could maybe work for other people too I've divided the different kind of methods into three categories. And these are the three categories that I was taught about when way back when I was a geography teacher. And they are basically three different ways that people learn. And when I was a teacher, when we created lessons for our classes, we would try to make sure that there were different elements of each of these categories. So even though the students were all learning the same thing, how they learnt it might be slightly different depending on kind of which category they fitted into. So there are three kind of ways people learn. The first one is visual. So these are the people that learn best from looking at pictures or diagrams or from watching demonstrations and displays. The next one is auditory, and these are the people that learn best from listening, whether that's to themselves or to others. The kind of method of them hearing helps them to learn. And the last one is kinesthetic, and these are the people that only learn from physical, hands-on doing things. So touching, holding, feeling, doing, all those sorts of things. So they are the three ways that people learn, visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Now, obviously, real life isn't necessarily that easy. And you may kind of feel like you fit sometimes into one of those categories and sometimes into another. But I do think people are naturally more one way. So I will have clients that I teach that are definitely kinesthetic. They need to feel what I'm talking about. And once they felt it, they completely understand it. And then there are some that need to see it. So as soon as I've demonstrated something, they get it and it clicks. And then there are others that really like the kind of explanation side of kind of why we're doing it, what exactly you need to do, describing, explaining, so they can hear it. If you're listening to this and you have no idea at all which one you are, there are a few really good kind of quizzes and things you can find on Google. And all you need to look up is just VAK, so V-A-K, and that stands for your visual, auditory and kinesthetic. So you just search VAK quizzes and it comes up. I've got one that I use on my riders that is really, really helpful. Um, so if you want that, I can send that to you. Just send me a message. But knowing your learning style can be really helpful when you're, let's say, having lessons, because I've had loads of situations where I haven't quite understood what my coach has said when he's explained maybe a new exercise or a new theory. But because I know I'm quite a visual person, I can say, can you just show me what I need to do? Can you demonstrate it? And vice versa, if you're kind of kinesthetic, you can, if let's say your coach is describing an aid you need to use, you could say, can you physically put me in the position I should be in? Or if you're auditory, you can say, can you just explain it a little bit more? But all of these things will help you once you know which one you are, you can then understand a little bit more about what you need to learn things. But let's get back then to how we can apply this to learning a test. 
we're going to go through each one of these learning styles and we're going to go through a couple of different ways that you could try learning your tests. So let's start with visual then. So if you're a visual learner, you learn best by seeing things. So we like diagrams, images, demonstrations, basically anything that we can see. So the first thing I would say to do if you are a visual learner is to go and buy the test sheets that have the diagrams on them. I know you can get the ones that just have the words, but I'm visual. And when I read that test, I have no clue, like literally no clue. I can read through that whole test and I will be none the wiser of what I am expected to do. As soon as the diagrams are in front of me, I can whiz through that test really easily because I can see the pattern. So if I've got a test sheet with a diagram on, I can probably learn that test now after having learned probably thousands of tests. I could probably learn that test in like two minutes. You give me one with just the words on, that would probably take me a good day. So definitely get the ones with the diagrams on because that can be really helpful. Then you can do things like draw it out and draw the patterns. So whether you do it on, let's say, a whiteboard or a piece of paper, you can physically draw out the pattern of the whole test. So you start by drawing your straight line down the centre line and then you turn left or right and then you draw your circle at whatever marker and so on. You can also do the what I call the air draw method where you imagine the arena in the air in front of you and then you use your finger to draw out the test. All of those are kind of quite they require you doing something in terms of you are actually drawing out the patterns of the test. Another really good way is to watch other riders riding the test. So if you type the test in into YouTube, you will probably find a good few riders have posted a video of their test. So you can watch them ride through it. And this can be really helpful for getting you to imagine how the test should look in real life. I think it can be quite difficult when you're drawing it on paper to then see how it should look. So that can be a really good way. Or you can go to competitions and watch, like I will always try and watch the first few riders in the class that I am doing, if I can, um, just because that really helps me to learn too. Don't panic as well. If you are a visual learner, don't worry if you don't know the letters. And that sounds really silly, but I know so many visual learners that are top, top riders competing Small Tour Grand Prix. And they still have no idea what the letters are and where they are. But because they're visual and they know the patterns, they never go wrong. So if you're visual, you might find the patterns work. If it might be that actually the letters really help you work out kind of where you are. So that might be really important to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. 
Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Again, it's that case of it's all down to you and what works for you. The last thing, and I will talk about this in more detail later, but visualisation can be incredibly helpful for visual learners. And it's basically where, like we said, you go through the pattern, but you do it in your head rather than physically doing anything like drawing or drawing it in the air. We will go into that in a bit more detail, though, so don't panic about that. But let's move on to auditory learning of the test. So auditory learners learn best from listening. So it doesn't matter whether it's their own voice or another's, but they need to hear it. And these riders, I would say, at least in my experience, are the ones that find it hardest to not have a caller because the process of them hearing the instruction and then performing the instruction gets really ingrained. And so if you are an auditory learner, I would say do still try to learn the test, even if you are allowed a caller, because you might find it possibly the hardest to get into the habit of learning a test and being able to ride it without hearing someone call the instructions to you. So the first thing I would say to do is to read through the test instructions aloud. So actually read, whether you're on your own or not, read out aloud the instructions of the test. You can then record your voice talking through the test and you can listen to that regularly or you can recite through the instructions in your head or aloud as you kind of go about your day. Each time, if you find you falter or if you find you make a mistake, go find out what the next bit was and then go back and start at the beginning again. It's a lot of kind of repetition with this way of learning, but it really does work. And you almost want to get to a stage where you can recite the whole test in almost like a rhythm. And you can just go bam, 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 bam. This is what I do down the centre line, turn left, S20 metre circle, E turn left, B turn right, walk up here. And you can do it that quickly. Then you kind of know you've got it. For auditory learners, a really cool, and it's not that new, but kind of techie gadget, which is really helpful, is a wrist speaker. And I know Tony from Equidance, who does a lot of um, freestyle music for us, he found, and it's called, I think, an Equiblast is the best one. And he sells them on his website. So if you think this method would be really helpful, do get in contact with him because I'm pretty certain he sells them. I could be really wrong. And if that's the case, Tony, I'm really sorry for sending people your way. But no, I am pretty certain he does do it. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, he does. So Tony sells these Equidance, um, Equiblast speakers. And basically all they are is they read out, you buy like a little um, like thing to stick in the side of it. And it will say aloud the test for you so you can practice whether you walk through or just listen or actually physically ride through the test on your horse 
you will be able to have the test, whichever one you're having, said to you from this risk speaker. And so that can be really helpful to whether you're just listening randomly throughout the day or when you're wanting to run through it and you basically just have a caller whenever you want at whatever point in the day you want it. And so that can be really, really helpful for people that are auditory and like to just actually listen and hear the instructions. The last one then is kinesthetic. And these are the riders that learn from touching, feeling, doing, physically actually doing it. Now, obviously the easiest way to do this is by riding through the test on your horse. It's going to help you feel and work out exactly what you need to do, exactly where you need to go, how you ride the test to the best of your ability, as well as helping you learn where you're actually going. You can still do the same though off the horse. So you can find whether it's like a rectangular rug in your house or just any sort of rectangular space and physically walk yourself through the test. Anything you can do to actually do the test whether that's physically on your horse or physically on the ground walking it through, will be really, really helpful for helping you learn. Now, there's one method that works for all learning styles, and that's what we call visualisation. And it's a lot of Olympic athletes use it. And it's basically where you visualise or imagine in your head going through the test, but you do it really in detail. So you're thinking about what the arena looks like, where you're going, what are you doing, how are you preparing for the next movement, what's your body doing, what's your horse doing and so on. And it works so well because visual riders can see everything that they will see in the competition and they can imagine what everything's going to look like, which is going to help them learn. Auditory can add in imagining they're hearing someone call their test as they go through it, so that helps them learn. And kinesthetic are imagining, feeling and doing exactly what they will be doing on competition day, which helps them learn. Now, it does take a bit of practice, um, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's probably the only way now that I learn a test. And it can be so helpful to know where you're competing, as you can then imagine riding through the test you're going to be doing in that arena, which can be quite helpful too. And you can apply this into literally everything. So you can imagine your horse being perfectly behaved. You can imagine or visualise doing everything you need to do to prepare and set your horse up. You can imagine successfully completing the test mistake free. And all of this is so powerful because your brain isn't very good at differentiating between what actually happens and what you visualise. So it essentially ends up being a test riding session for your brain. So your brain is actually practicing exactly what you're going to do on the day. And I've always found when I visualised, not only going through the test, but how I'm going to ride it and how I'm going to set my horse up and how my horse is going to go. Those tests always go so much better. So to finish then, I wanted to share four just kind of quick top tips to help you learn your test. So number one is to learn it as far in advance as possible. This is kind of quite obvious, but also I feel like we all leave it to the last minute to learn our tests. But the longer you give it, A, the less stress it is for you. It's going to give you more time to learn it. And so you can do it a little bit every day. And 
it also stops your horse anticipating the test because a lot of the time, I don't know about you, if I leave the test till the end, uh, till quite late on, I will then ride through it a couple of times on my horse. And if that horse is one that anticipates and learns the test really quickly, they're going to start anticipating transitions and what they're supposed to be doing, which isn't very helpful. Whereas if you give yourself, let's say, three weeks to learn the test, you only have to ride through that test, let's say, once a week, or if you're using visualisation or any other methods, even less than that. So your horse isn't going to anticipate what's going to happen. Tip number two, then, is to repeat regularly. Whatever learning style, whatever method you're doing, it always works better if you are doing a little bit every time. So whether that's every time you wake up or every time you go to bed or every time you're about to get on your horse, just go through the test just once and it only takes maximum two minutes. And the more you do it, the quicker you'll get. So if you're visual, you can literally just do your air drawing diagram or you can grab a piece of paper and draw out the diagram quickly. If you're auditory, you can literally say the words of the test and say the instructions. If you're kinesthetic, you can run yourself through the test. Or if visualisation is something that you think can really work for you, you can visualise yourself going through the test. If you find, and this is tip number three, you really struggle to learn tests. One thing that I found has really worked for some of my clients is to ride the same test at all your competitions. So generally the best one is the championship test because nearly always that test is on at BD shows. And so if you ride that same test every time you compete, you can then give yourself a more time to learn the test but also it stops you getting confused with merging different tests. I know, especially if I've got two tests to do on the same day, I might sometimes accidentally like mix them together. Whereas if you've only got one, it just makes learning it a little bit simpler. So that's definitely one thing. And you can then kind of let yourself progress slowly. So maybe the first time you do it, do it with a caller. The second time you do it, try to make sure you learn it and try not to listen to your caller. And then the third time you do it, do it without a caller. And so you can kind of build yourself up a little bit more. The fourth and final tip is to always learn your test. Even if you don't have to, even if you're allowed a caller, the practice of actually going through the method, whichever one works for you, of learning the test, as well as the actual practice of learning it itself, the more you do it, the better you'll get. And so... I, like I said, it used to take me like weeks to learn a test and now I can do it probably in a couple of minutes. And that's only because I have learned so many tests. So even if you're going to have a caller, which is absolutely fine, still learn the test and still go through that practice. And then you can use the test a little bit or the caller rather as a little bit of a kind of backup rather than actually your actual thing. So I really hope that you found this episode helpful. If you do struggle with learning a test, I really hope that this has given you some ideas that might help you. Like I said before, if you've got a, maybe a different kind of version of the methods that I've spoken about, or if you've got a completely different method that you found really helpful, please do let us know and I can share it with everybody because like I said, everybody learns differently. And these are the things that have worked for me and have learned for my clients. But 
that doesn't necessarily mean that it will work for you. So that is why I've tried to include as many kind of different ideas as possible. And like I said, do please go away and find out whether you're visual, auditory or kinesthetic, because it does make such a difference to kind of how you know yourself and how you know you'll learn. So it's really helpful for things like lessons and even in like day to day life as well in your job. It can be really helpful as well. So I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have a great week training your horse and I will see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.